hello and welcome to this podcast that Sophie is going to introduce right now. The podcast. The podcast. Um, my name is Sophie Hadamio. I'm Paul Rucker. And I'm Natalie Cowan. And this, and this is, is the body. The blood. The Michelada. A, a podcast. podcast. <laughs> it's so weird, but there's less lag. <laughs> there's less, less lag. lag. I think me I think me and Natalie were like together <laughs> on that one. We were <laughs> synchronized. I feel like you were. I felt the energy there. <laughs> Anyways, who's drunk and what are you drinking? Oh my god. I am drunk. I haven't had a drink since the last time we recorded. So two weeks ago. And even then, I only had one drink. But for this episode, I prepared by having a drink before and then a drink during. And I've already finished my during drink. Oh, my God. (laughs) And I put in a lot of whiskey. So like, what was it? It's a whiskey and Dr. Pepper with a squeeze of lime. It's delicious. Um, I went with a uh, summer sol- solstice or solstice. midsummer solstice gin. It's specifically called midsummer solstice, but we call it summer. Summer midsummer. Um, like two ounces of that uh, with like white peach grape juice. Ooh, and uh, a, a little 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 bit of squirt on top to give it a little bubble. Little bubble. Ooh, and, little bubble. Um, I'm very drunk. Nice. <laughs> I was gonna ask a squirt of what, but then I realized what you were saying. <laughs> it was it was a squirt of squirt. A squirt of squirt. A squirtle and squirtle. Natalie, what about you? What what you drinking? You're the Michelada. I know, and I'm going to disappoint today because I'm actually not drinking. Natalie is actually sober now. Um, we uh-huh. have to support her in this. They uh, had an intervention. I found out just how much I'm into her life because that's mm-hmm. the first step. I thought the first step was admittance. I don't know. I know Jesus is in there somewhere. Oh, God. That's true. That step. Can I just They're like, heavy uh, on Jesus. They're very heavy on Jesus. Uh, I'm, like, I'm going to start drinking again then. If you don't love Jesus, he can't be sober. That doesn't seem right. Yeah, that seems it, a little fucked up. It is, but they. I mean, I guess you need the higher power belief to help See, you out thing. of it. They but say it's going to be like my friends or like myself like can't See, I be my say, own higher like, power you can give yourself over to a higher power but they heavily imply jesus Ugh. it's not a good I'm, thing i guess does that mean john legend not john legend john <laughs> lennon wasn't sober <laughs> i mean well, i don't religion. know if he was ever sober you maybe know he didn't maybe he didn't go to aa Maybe he was just sober. He was just Maybe. no religion too, man. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they have like an AA for atheists. It's AAA. I um, heard it's a big. That's what they're trying to do now because of millennials. So um, they they don't really go to AA because it's a religious organization. We don't love Jesus. Because we don't love Jesus. Oh. So, speaking of Jesus, this was a weird, um, (laughs) this technically was a response to something I said in the book podcast, but I just thought it was funny, so I would share here. So, Natalie, the other Natalie that listens to this podcast, she was listening to our podcast today, um, from a week ago, 
And uh-huh. she was saying, because I went on this rant about how we shouldn't judge how people eat. And I kept talking about um, To Kill a Mockingbird and how Calpurnia scorned Scout for judging the way some kid they invited over was eating. Uh-huh. And then she told me a disgusting combination. And I just want you to react to this. That oh, somebody God. she goes to church with admitted to. He likes to eat his cereal. 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 He likes to eat his like cereal with queso fresco. What? <laughs> what kind of cereal is it? Yeah. Is he like Lucky Charms? I don't know, but it's okay. with queso fresco. It doesn't even no matter. cereal that you can eat with queso fresco that would be good. Because I'm imagining exactly. cornflakes and queso fresco. No, I'm like Captain Crunch. No. There's no like, you don't have savory cereal. That's not okay. It's not okay. Like, not even with, like, a savory oatmeal. Like, it doesn't seem like it, it would be that good. And it would be... Uh, that's so See, gross. I thought, I thought you were going to say he eats his with cereal. orange juice. Orange juice, yes, because I've, I've seen that. that. And that's disgusting on its own. But queso fresco is a new one that I don't Anyways, like. I she don't said, did he, drink, did he have milk in it or is it just queso fresco? Yes, it's legit a bowl of cereal with milk and queso <laughs> fresco. Instead of milk. He can't possibly drink it with milk. That would be worse. <laughs> Anyway, she told me, like, that boy needs Jesus. Mind you, she well, yeah, goes to church with him. That, church. that one does need Jesus. You, you, can't, you can't do that. Like, seriously. That was, it was too much. I was like, what is happening? How is that a thing? How do you even get to that point where you're like, oh, I'm going to try this? I don't even fucking know. I don't know. You have to be, like, bored at home. And you're just like, you know what? I'm bored with cereal. What can I do to spice this up? Well, Normal wonder- people would be like, oh, I'm going to add fruit or maybe use chocolate milk instead of regular milk. And then there's this serial killer fucking demonic asshole. <laughs> it's just like, I'm going to put cheese. Oh, God. Uh, it she- used to be milk. and then <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a lot of things used to be a lot of things, but you don't mix them together. For real. <laughs> Anyways, what's new with you guys? Um, well, I've recently discovered that I don't like cereal and cheese. (laughs) Glad you came to that conclusion. I didn't even know that was something I didn't like until right now. I know. Isn't that crazy? Like, I had never thought that. And then I was like, oh, you know what? That sounds horrible. I don't like that. We learn new things about ourselves all the time. (laughs) Quarantine is crazy. Isn't it? Makes you, like, delve into the reaches of your mind and discover what you do and you don't like, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, since I'm off for 14 days, I decided that I was going to like start exercising and being healthy. And then I forgot to do that today. So I might start tomorrow. Um, I've been trying for a while, but every time I do try, I have uh, a wheeze attack. So I don't think mm. it's going to happen. Yes, yes. Well, I only ate once today. So that's kind of um, dieting. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> I don't know. I had white people tacos. Oh, oh white people talk one night. Uh, it was they, they were really good actually. Aww. People talk night. My diet today, I've had two lattes, white people tacos, and then two cocktails. I think I'm, oh. I think I'm doing okay. That that brings me to one thing that happened in the last week that I need to talk about because I am mad. Ooh. It has changed the way I live. 
Is it anything oh. that Trump has said? Taco Bell has streamlined their menu <laughs> and removed so many favorites, including the Mexican pizza. Legitimately, I had people I used to work with in Oregon message me and ask me if I was okay because they knew that was my order. I'm not okay. Okay. You know, uh, I've never had the Mexican pizza. I have had like one, maybe. Uh, I know that they were good. However, for vegans, like it's hard to change because if I made it vegan, it would just be uh, some beans. Some beans, yeah. Yeah, 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 beans yeah. with sauce. Yeah, and, and like I'm some like, tomatoes. I'm like, I don't want that. Although they have ruined a lot of the vegan options with their streamlining, so I'm a little upset. And um, so I went on Reddit because, of course, I went on Reddit to figure out what, what was going on. And a Taco Bell employee said, yeah, I don't actually understand why they're doing it because we're still going to have all these ingredients in stock. So, like, mm-hmm. we can still make these items for you. They're just going to make it harder for it to be, like, an easy order. <laughs> and yeah. I'm just like, why would you do this? Why would a corporation do this? Who made this decision? They're Someone's losing money. Stupid. Why can't they just say, oh, our menu is summarized, but we have all of our offerings? Yeah. Or, like, what does it hurt anyone just to have it on the menu? You're yeah. not... I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know either. Also, they keep bringing back and removing their fries, and their fries are good, so fuck them. I've never had their fries. Oh, I think I had so their good. fries once, but they were soggy and I got mad. Oh, see, I had them. They were fresh. Usually they're nacho fries, but instead I just get them covered in beans and salsa and they're delicious. That sounds good. It's really good. I'd be down. I mean, I mean not that I was going to Taco Bell, Pell, Taco, Taco Bell a lot <laughs> in quarantine, Taco Bell. but like, you know, the option was always there. Yes. And now well, I'm just I've, I've pretty much completely switched over to Del Taco, so I'm okay. Cat was that. I think that was mine. I hear my dog chasing something. Oh. <laughs> it's weird because I could hear it like in the microphone and to my headset before I can mm-hmm. actually hear it in person. So it's I'm having a weird delayed reaction. Um, yeah, anybody, anybody else have news? Things that they need to get off their chest? Um, I don't think so. Nothing new. No, I think, I mean, life has been pretty much the same in quarantine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, um, America's Favorite Pet is still going on, and Robin has dropped to third. I just what? That. Last week when I voted, he was number one again, or number two. He keeps switching around. The... The weird-looking Satan cat is in first right now, and then the Canadian is in second. Oh, God. (laughs) Everyone vote for Robin as America's favorite pet, especially right now. Um, Oh, no, go ahead. I just talk about uh, today we had a major loss in our family, and I'm actually really sad about it, and I keep forgetting because I try to forget about it. And then keep coming back to it. One, my mom takes care of a colony of cats that came with the alley that's next to our house. And, like, the alpha, who we've named Chaka, passed away today because he got hit by a car. And so, I mean, it's really sad because he was, like, 
the coolest cat on the block. Like, you'd see him and he'd be like, I don't fucking care about you, you human. Mm, that's sad. And look, his, his baby mama just had more babies and brought them onto the porch the other day and he was sitting with them and taking care of them. Aww. He's a good dad. R.I.P. to Chakad. R.I.P. Chakad. Vote for Robin to, yes. you know, pay your respects. And because he, he, was, he was also a black and white cat. Mm-hmm. Tuxedo. Always prim and proper with it. Tux. Anyways. This, this is going to be the, Sorry, the <laughs> worst segue because of what I'm about to talk about. Sagu. I put up a sagu. I put up a poll last night. Mm-hmm. I asked, did he have it coming? <laughs> yes or no? 100% of the people that were polled said yes. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the cat. Okay, oh this was posted before that. Mm-hmm. But yes, they they did they did deserve it. They had it coming. They did. They had. It they coming. did. They all had it coming. And you know what? They all had themselves to blame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why am I terrible? <laughs> if you had seen it, um, yeah. I mean, I think we've all uh, taken our anger and frustrations out on someone. I think we've all murdered someone before. Oh, yeah. Um, punched, a, punched a wall, um, stabbed someone. You know, it's normal. It's normal. I, I've killed a few mouth eaters in my... Mm-hmm. Not mouth eaters. Mouth eaters? Mouth eaters? Mouth eaters? Do their asshole, Natalie. <laughs> Those oh, idiots right. eating out of their <laughs> mouth. Ugh. Uh. <laughs> Anyways, today we're talking Black Widows because yeah. it's still be scary. Anyways, yeah. Um. So, bitches who might have cut some other bitches out of their life because you know they weren't serving them well. Mm-hmm. Oh shit, we're doing that kind of Black Widow. Oh, did you get a spider? <laughs> I no, like to hear um, about spiders. I have a Scarlett Johansson story. Oh, I mean, appropriate. When she murdered her six husbands. Mm hmm. She started with Ryan Reynolds. She did. That's why you don't, you just don't see him anymore. Uh Yep. I think he's actually like, you know, a graphic that they just, you know, project Mm -hmm. up to. He can't be a real person anymore. Like, no. Well, I mean, he hasn't aged in years. No, and they have to fire, like, that's not fair. The holographic technology that they use for concerts now, like they yeah, use that for a Tupac. Video. Yeah, yeah. We had a holographic Tupac. We can definitely have CGI Ryan Reynolds. Uh huh. CGI has gotten so good. It really has. Have you seen the deep fakes? Like yes, exist. That needs to trend. Hashtag Ryan Reynolds doesn't exist. <laughs> <sighs> I wish we had more poll on the uh, the social media circuit. We could get stuff trending that's just stupid. Oh. Start listening to our podcast and get things trending on Twitter. Please help us. Please. We're poor. We're poor. 
Anyways, Natalie, I, I think you said you had a story about Black Widows you wanted to share. I do have a story about Black How funny that you knew that. I'm just like a mind reader or That's something. That's crazy. Isn't it? Isn't it just? It's <laughs> so crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. All right. So my story is about Nanny Doss. Um, Ooh. Ooh, she's in my coloring book. Aww. You know who got you that coloring book? You did. Me. Actually, she's in both the coloring books that you got me. Because <gasps> I have one for that? American female serial killers. And then another one that is just American serial killers. Mm -hmm. She's the first one on the American serial killers one, by the way. Because she's a legend. Legend. Legendary. Legendary. Mm -hmm. Legs and dairy. Legendary. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> okay. So, Nanny Doss was born uh, November 4th, 1905. She was born into, like, a farming family, had kind of a rough childhood, but who didn't in the 1900s, you know? Right. Her dad really run the house was, like, discipline was how you raise children. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, how else are you going to be raising kids? You can't just, you know, make everybody, you know, feel the love and shit. There has to be some rules. Yeah. Some consequences. I mean, a lot of... A lot of the stories I read about her tried to make it seem like her home life was terrible. And I don't mean to, like, be mean to her in any way, but it didn't sound that bad compared to, like, other serial killers that I've read their childhood stories. Her childhood just seemed like she's a kid that grew up on a farm, and they made her work it, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. Her dad was strict, but I think all farm families are strict. Like, you have to be to have a farm. Well, yeah. How yeah. else is anything going to get done? Yeah. You know, it's mostly the family working there. You don't yeah. always have farm hands. I'm Especially like, back then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kids are born on a farm. Like, they're put to work the minute they can walk. Yeah. Um, one thing she yeah. did have, though, was, like, her escape was romance novels. She would always read her mom's romance novels and romance magazines they were kind of her get her like her uh, imagine like her her imagination would run wild with the like lonely hearts columns and all these little stories of people she believed in Rome. yeah um but her dad like didn't like any of that stuff he didn't want her to dress girly he didn't want her to flirt with boys or anything he mm -hmm. wanted he a butch that, lesbian. Yes. It was he wanted better a butch lesbian. He, was, he just wanted good girls, like good God-fearing daughters. Yes. He also believed that it was like the father's job to find his daughter's husband. So her first husband was actually picked by her dad. Okay. And his name was Charlie. Okay. Charlie was yeah, a good they were... Yeah, Charlie's a good name. I was like, whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. um, she and Charlie together had four daughters. And they were okay. Like, the family wasn't great. He cheated on her. She started smoking a lot. Um, like you do. Like you do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're stressed. Why not? He's cheating yeah. on you. 
And um, his, so it turns out that like his mother was that abusive in the way that her father was, okay. where she would so constantly control. like, yeah, she was constantly controlling and she was constantly ragging on Nan and just being like, you're not good enough for my boy. Dumb shit like that. Nan was just had enough. She was so upset in this family. Um, her, um, sorry, when her mom, her mother-in-law died, her husband kind of like, he lost a big part of himself. So he kind of became abusive. Oh, fuck. And she was like, I don't like this. I'm going to do something about it. And they, out of the four daughters, two of them mysteriously died. Oh. Yes. It was very tragic and sad. So sad. So sad. That, don't you see her crying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From this, from this tra- um, tragedy, Charles was like, yeah, I'm going to leave. So bye. So he takes the... He takes their oldest daughter and he's like, bye guys, deuces. And then leaves her with their youngest daughter. I don't know why he didn't take both kids, but okay, they just like parents trapped him. <laughs> he only liked one of them. <laughs> Understandable. You have favorite children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, the other one can't even walk yet. Fuck that, baby. <laughs> it's the Fuck devil, that, baby. baby. It's the devil's baby. Um, <laughs> I feel like this is going to come back during this episode. I'm disappointing you. Okay, so from there, um, you know how I told you earlier that she loved um, like romance novels and romance magazines? Mm-hmm. Yeah. My grandma did too. So she went into the romance magazines and went to those like Dear John, not the, the like Lonely Hearts columns and found her second husband. Her second husband was Robert. they kind of had this whirlwind marriage where they got married super quick um their marriage actually lasted 16 years oh Oh, wow wow. yes um after a couple months into the marriage she found out that he was an alcoholic who had a criminal record for assault we're like oh no yeah Um, but she like threw herself into the marriage she wanted things to work even though they were horrible, it was a horribly toxic marriage where they would just beat up on each other. Okay. Um, so, Mel, her, her daughter, um, sorry. So, her daughter at this time is like growing up, gets married, and she has two kids. She has a little boy, and she has a little girl. Mm hmm. They both mysteriously die. Oh, God. So, wow, such tragedy on one I know. It's so sad. sad. Like, she goes through so much, guys. Mm-hmm. So, her grandson, he dies when he's a couple years old. He oh, no. asphyxiates. He somehow suffocates. It's so sad. Oh, but, that happens like, with babies. Yeah, but thankfully, yes. she had taken out a life insurance policy on him. So, oh, like, okay. yeah, that's she, had, she had some money to, like, help her with that. Yeah, she could pay for the funeral and then mm-hmm. for her grieving. And then um, her granddaughter, she died at six months old. Oh, no. Um, and that was a mis- mysterious cause. They, they don't know what happened. I mean, her daughter did say 
or Nan's daughter did say that she saw her mom stab the baby in the head with a clothespin, but like there's no way to know what happened, you know? Mm-hmm. So tragic. Super tragic. Very sad. Mm-hmm. And then one day, Robert, her second husband, came home. He was getting a little handsy, you know. Japan had just surrendered in World War II. Mm-hmm. Um, he got a little handsy with Nan, and she didn't like that. I mean, none of us do. Who's going to blame her? Yeah, fuck that shit. We won't yeah. tolerate this. So, you know, one day Robert... So they're, they're fighting. So she doesn't even know what's going on with Robert at this time. Mm-hmm. And Robert goes outside and he drinks some of his whiskey. And wouldn't you know, like, a bunch of rat poison got into it. Like, that's so oh, tragic. Oh, my God. He, he, he must have been really fucked up, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. he maybe he left it out in the yard in, like, the wind, you know? Mm-hmm. Picked it up and poured it all the into his whiskey. Wind. Always I mean, ruins like, your whiskey. It's so sad. It's so tragic. Trying- he was that's why you need a cocktail, and he accidentally grabbed the rat poison. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. That's why you need a proper decanter to make sure that doesn't happen. You know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Guys, so- think about your bar supplies. They're there for a reason. Yes. Get a, a decanter. Get a decanter. So it will sad. help you prevent rat poison from getting into your whiskey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, then from there, you know, she got lonely. She met Arlie. Um, she and Arlie also had a whirlwind romance. They married after knowing each other three days. Okay. Um, but tragically, he died of heart, of a heart attack. Oh. Yeah. Um, mysteriously, it was right after she found out that he cheated on her with a hooker. But I think, like, it was a, I think it was a broken heart, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, because and she's then, like, I don't want you anymore. And he's like, but Nan. Mm-hmm. And then it broke his heart. And then he mysteriously died. But broken heart disease is real, y'all. It is real. You know what else is real? Arson. Because that, um, he, so they had a house in those three days <laughs> in their little whirlwind marriage. They were living together in his house. And she thought, you know, hey, I was his wife. This is my house. But in the will, he left it to his sister, and he was like, she was like, you know what, I respect that. I get it. His sister. That's fine. Um, It's too bad that the house tragically went up in flames. So she won't get that house, but, like, I get the insurance money. So that's a win-win for me. Um, Also, his mom died mysteriously. So sad. Super sad. His mom and sister died. Uh, Husband number four. He also tragically died. No one knows what happened to him. And then her mother comes to visit. Her mother tragically dies. What? Yes. Stomach stomach complications. Oh, my God. So All of this upsetting. tragedy. It just follows Nan. In one family? Mm-hmm. Poor Nan. I know. It was awful. Poor- and then you think, so like, okay, guys, fifth time's the charm. Samuel. Beautiful, sweet Samuel. Beautiful Samuel. Wonderful Samuel. Um, Samuel was a man of God. He was a minister. He did not approve, though, of romance novels. 
Um, and that was not something that Nan was really cool with because she loved herself a romance novel. Mm -hmm. But you know what? She was like, this is my husband. And I'm okay with that. That's totally fine. Um, let me check my notes. Oh, um, no, she was actually not fine with this. Oh, oh no. My mistake. Um, <laughs> she was uh, so upset. And this made Samuel so upset that he actually got very sick. Got very, very sick. And um, didn't die, though. Oh. Yeah. Survived. Survived Fortunate. because of the, the grace of God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, went home. And then what did his beautiful wife, Nan, make for him? Prune Soup? cake. No, uh -oh. prune cake. Prune Delicious cake. prune mm -hmm. cake. So he could poop. Uh-huh. Yes. And she did the fiber. Um, she also, little known fact for prune cake that y'all might know, almond extract makes it the best. Oh. Without that almond flavor, almond flavor is what gives it, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like okay. things that are like have that nice almondy flavor. Mm-hmm. You know? But um, you know, so, if you put a little too much in there, it kind of gets a little too bitter. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. And um, Samuel ate up all that prune cake because you know he wow. loves the almonds and the yeah, prunes. It, it tastes like almonds. And wow. I don't know what happened. I think he was just like, you know what? I'm good after this prune cake. I can mm -hmm. die now, and he did. Oh, <gasps> oh. yeah. It, um, it was God's will that he. It was God's he will. went out, you know, doing something loved, you know. Eating prune cake. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, from this, the doctor was like, hey, but I just saw Samuel. He was literally just here. I'm going to see what happened. Wow. And um, turned out, okay, so you know how almonds make a prune cake? Yes. Nan didn't have almonds, but she wanted the prune cake to be perfect. So oh, she just no. added a little bit of arsenic to get the flavor, you know? Oh! Yes. And I mean, in in the words of the doctor, it was a... Uh, see, I think I think Nan, what happened was, like, she just got the measurements a little off. Mm-hmm. Because instead of, like, a pinch of arsenic, she used a horse-killing amount of arsenic. What? Oh. Yes. Oh, that's, wow. Yeah, I mean, she probably used a cup instead of a tablespoon. Yeah, you know what happened to Her the mistake. best of us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know those measurements. If you're, especially they're if you're converting, if you're them not a your baker, you know they're confusing. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um. All in all, so they they came and they're like, "Nan, what's going on?" And she laughed and laughed, and she was like, "I fucking killed all of them. Fuck those people." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they're dead. Fuck those babies. <laughs> um, and that's how she got the nickname of the giggling granny. Oh no. <laughs> she thought it was fucking she thought it was hilarious. She was like, yeah. They were boring. Samuel was boring, like all of them sucked. They're yeah. like, man, what them. did you do? She's like, <laughs> mm -hmm. Funny story. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, so she um, did confess to killing four of her husbands, her mother, her sister, her grandson, her mother-in-law. Um, she didn't confess to the granddaughter, mm -hmm. but I'm pretty sure she killed her granddaughter. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on. Um, she pled guilty <laughs> on May 17th, 1955, 
and was sentenced to life in prison because that state did not pursue the death penalty because she was a woman. And can you tell me why she confessed? Uh, no, I don't have that in my notes. Okay, because if she was in my coloring book, I um, uh-huh. was coloring her and listening to a podcast about her uh-huh. while I did it because, you know, I like to immerse myself. Uh-huh. The fun tidbit about why she confessed was they said they would basically pay her in romance novels if she did. Oh, well, that's worth it then. And then she's like, oh, life in prison with all the romance novels I can get? Fuck yes. And then she can everything. She was like, it's a dream come I mean, also, true. She was old at that point, wasn't she? So maybe yeah. she was just over it. Probably. She was. Um, she and she was in prison. I mean, if they gave her all the romance novels, they lasted a while because she was in prison for ten years. Oh wow! Yeah, she died of leukemia in 1965. Oh wow! Yeah, but I mean, good for her. It looks like sounds like she got what she wanted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Romance novels. Romance novels. And dead babies. And she's going to be a legend. She wanted a lot of dead babies. I mean, who doesn't love a dead baby? Oh, I love a dead baby joke. Oh, good. (laughs) The baby. (laughs) Fuck all the babies. Fuck that baby. That's the devil's baby. That's the devil's baby. (laughs) Anyway, that's the story of uh, Nanny Dawes, the giggling granny. It's beautiful. Thank you. All oh, thanks. It was so good. It. it was um, good. Guys. Paul, can you follow up a story like that? I don't know if you can. I, I, I think I'm close. You know what? Not uh, her body count. Her body count is impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mine tried. Ooh, we love a good try. You know? Try to like aim high. And if you. Uh-huh. Come in under that, at least you tried. Shoot for uh-huh. the stars, you know. So, my story is about a woman named Betty Lou Beats. Ooh. A very fancy name. I, lo- so I she, love it. I love that name. She was actually born Betty Lou Dunavant. Uh, Ooh, she was okay. born on March 12th of 1937 in North Carolina. Uh, she had a good family life, you know. Her father abused her starting at a young age. Um, uh-huh, like- her mother was uh, mentally ill, and she was actually institutionalized at 12. Or, I'm sorry, when Betty was 12, she was uh, institutionalized. I was Not, like, damn. Was- <laughs> that was a then- troubled-ass little girl. Yeah, I know. And then her father took her to go live, I think it was in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and Betty Lou was a very pretty young woman. Uh, all the guys wanted her, and so of course in well, 19- the name like Betty Lou, right? Like she's she's definitely uh, a heart stopper. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? That's not right. She's a a heartthrob. There we go. So of course right. she married her first husband in 1952 at the uh, ripe old age of 15. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, she was going to be. She was old by then. She I had know. To get her married off. Wait a couple of years, and those eggs are dried up. You know. Mm-hmm. So then she's no good. Uh, his name was Robert Branson, and they would actually be married for seventeen years. Wow! They had six children together. I think her favorite children were a daughter named Shirley and a son Robbie. 
I think she also had a son named Bobby at one point. Um, Robert left Betty for another woman after these 17 years, I guess, that they were just sort of breaking apart. Uh, and she started drinking heavily. So then her eldest daughter moved out and married at 15, just like her mama. And then, so Betty thought this was the perfect opportunity to ship all of her children out. Mm-hmm. She sent most of them to go live with their father. And then uh, she let, she sent one of her daughters to go live with the other daughter who just got married at 15. Cause obviously she can get married. She can watch children, you know, mm-hmm. same thing. And then she kept, oh yeah, she did have a son named Bobby. She kept hold of her three-year-old Bobby. And then, yeah, so it was just her and Bobby all alone for about a year. And after a year, Betty decided that it was time to get remarried. She married a man named Billy Lane, and the marriage was short, but pretty, like, tumultuous. They were very abusive towards each other. He abused her. He would beat her, leave her like all bruised. They were constantly breaking up and then getting back together. Um, But the marriage would end. Yeah. But the marriage would end when Betty Lou uh, shot Billy in the back two times. Oh, Oh, that'll do it. That'll Mm -hmm. do it. So Betty Betty claimed that Billy forced her or forced his way into her house in the middle of the night. And she didn't know what was happening, so she just grabbed her gun and started shooting. Uh-huh. That's what you do. It's mm-hmm. what you do. Uh, the only thing is, he was shot twice in the back while trying to run away from her. Uh-huh. And Billy's daughter says that Betty invited him over to come hang out because, you know, they were married. Okay, but maybe it was one of those, like, you know, and you're like, oh, yeah, come over whenever. But, like, you don't mean it. Yeah, and you sort of forget that you invited that person and they just show up. Yes, you're like, oh shit, I don't have any food for you. And then you're mad that they showed up in the first place, so you shoot them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, They should have known you were just being polite. You didn't mean it. Exactly. Rude. So actually, uh, the police agreed. So they they dropped the charges to a misdemeanor. Mm -hmm. uh, Because one, Billy survived the shooting, and two, Betty Lou says that Billy slapped her at one point in their relationship. Oh, well, that's it. That's fine. Yeah, exactly. So they divorced, and then they got remarried after the shooting. It was true love. Yeah, Billy came and was like, listen, like I know you shot me, but you were by my side through my recovery. Let's get married again. And then they got divorced again. Oh. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I did not see that one coming. Oh, it was within months. They got married, and then they broke up, got married again, and then they broke up again. They really, like, love intensely, so. Oh, yeah. Props they to them. definitely loved each other. So, Betty was actually alone for the next six years. And then she found her next husband, Ronnie Thelkold. So, she had been living in Arkansas when she met Ronnie. Beautiful, uh, beautiful countryside. Beautiful countryside. Um, I'm sure it was her cousin. Uh-huh. It's Arkansas, after all. Uh, so the marriage was also super violent and abusive and toxic. Uh, it was said that Ronnie would slap Betty around, and then Betty would go and slash the tires of his car. So, of course, the two of them moved to Texas. <laughs> 
because they needed a fresh start, so they both moved to Texas. But the abuse continued, so Ronnie decided... What? It followed them to Texas? Yes. That's Um, so sad. Isn't that weird? That's crazy. It didn't solve all their problems. Oh, no. So then Ronnie was like, you know what? Fuck this. I don't want to be here anymore. I'm going to move back to Arkansas. Mm-hmm. So when he was getting ready to move, it was the day of, he was packing up the car, and he hears a car engine revving towards him. So he turns around and sees Betty Lou behind the wheel of a car speeding towards him. So he dives out of the way and ducks between two parked cars that are nearby, uh-huh. and she misses him. And so she of was course trying to help. Up, she was trying to help. So of course, because of that, they got divorced. Brood. Right? So this is the second time that she tried to murder someone, and uh, she failed. Hmm. So this was husband number three, Mm -hmm. and I believe divorce number five. Oh. (laughs) Because she remarried two of her ex-husbands, and not a single death yet. So she's not a black widow. Okay. So less than a year later, uh, Betty married a man named Doyle Wayne Baker. He was tall, he was tan, he was fit, because he was a roofer, so he did a lot of manual labor. That explains why he was tan, too. Yes, and Betty loved it. She Mm -hmm. was totally into this. However, seven weeks into their marriage, they decided to divorce. Oh, no. But then, Betty was injured in a really serious car accident. (gasps) And Wayne came back to her side and was like, listen... I can't do this without you. I want to help you. Let's get married again. So they remarried. Beautiful. Yes. I love it. I love love. So they decided they needed a fresh start as well. So they moved to Gun Barrel City, Texas. Yep. And Wayne. a great place to go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Betty bought an acre of land um, on a lake. And Wayne bought her a trailer to go on that acre of land cool. and so their marriage is going okay he's a pretty nice guy but one october evening betty's hanging out with her children at her trailer and she brings up that wayne had been abusing her and they were kind of shocked they were like no he's such a good guy like i can't believe this and so they were all like but if this is true like you need to leave him so then she took her daughter shirley aside and said hey shirley i'm gonna murder wayne Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and she was like no maybe you should just get a divorce but betty (laughs) told her no my mind is made up and i'm gonna murder him Mm -hmm. she had already come up with the plan and what other choice did she have she She had no other choice yeah she was stuck in this marriage where this man loved her and bought her property it's like it's death do you part she couldn't be a Six-time divorcee. Like, that's crazy. That's embarrassing. That's That's really embarrassing. embarrassing. Yeah. It's better to be a widow. Everyone. Uh, So she had already put her plan into motion uh, because she had construction workers who were working on her property dig a hole in the backyard that Mm -hmm. she said she was going to put a barbecue pit in. Oh, I love a good barbecue pit. I mean, I wouldn't question that either. And she told her daughter, Shirley, that Wayne was going into that hole. And then mm-hmm. she was going to build a patio on top. Hmm. The I next morning. She's a girl with a plan. Yeah. I mean, she sees her goals and she sets out to accomplish them. And she does. 
it's awe-inspiring, really. And that's growth, because remember earlier when she, in the story when she couldn't finish anything? Like, growth. Love yeah. it. Love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the next morning, Betty called her daughter, Shirley, and said, he's dead. Uh, can you come over and help me with the body? He's kind of heavy. So her daughter like, did. Indeed. Course, yeah, she went and helped her drag that body out into the hole, and That's they cemented over it. I mean, uh, I guess her kids are loyal, so I mean, yeah. that's one thing. They're really, yeah. You know what? She raised him right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Only two years later, Betty would marry again. She met a man named Jimmy Don Beats. Oh. Jimmy was rich. He owned his own house. He had a boat. Ooh, Jimmy sounds like yeah. a keeper. Right? He's a catch. And Betty met him while she was waitressing at a bar that he frequented. Uh, That's where you find a husband. It is exactly where you find a husband. Uh, Jimmy had one son of his own named Jamie who hated Betty with all of his life. And Betty hated him as well. They fought a lot. They didn't really get along. Uh, Jamie thought that she was up to something, which I don't know why you would think that after having one ex-husband go missing mysteriously and six divorces. Uh-huh. Just bad luck. Mm-hmm. And then one day, Jimmy's house mysteriously burned down. And it could have been saved, but the water had been mysteriously turned off as well. It was the what? weirdest thing. Yeah, That it was is so, so weird. weird. But it's a good thing that Jimmy had an insurance policy on his house. Oh, uh, that is, yeah. that's good. That's great. And since Betty had recently married him, she could share in that, that money, you know? Oh. Uh, around the same time, uh, Jimmy Don's niece noticed that a new life insurance policy had been taken out in his name. And they asked Betty, they were like, hey, what the fuck? And she was like, oh, I don't know what this is. It's a misunderstanding. I was just trying to do what's best, you know? I didn't know there was already one. You know, it, it was a simple misunderstanding. Things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, Betty Lou loved the little trailer that she lived in. She always kept it super clean. Like, and Jimmy Don knew this, so Jimmy Don would help her with her random like beautification projects and just give her a lot of money. And she told Jimmy Don that she wanted to build a shed over the small patio in the backyard. And Jimmy was like, well, this doesn't make sense. Like, why would you put a shed here? But she was adamant it had to go there. And Jimmy said, whatever Betty wants, Betty gets. Because mm-hmm. he he's a good husband. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he built her the shed. And then Betty was like, hey, I actually want a really deep wishing well in my backyard for flowers. I mean, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. They're pretty. Yeah, but, you know, it had to be deep. Mm-hmm. It had, like, a big hole in the ground. And... It's the fantasy, you know? Yeah. And Jimmy Don was like, you know what, of course. I will build you this wishing well. Anything you want, darling. Mm-hmm. And then Betty decided to call up her favorite child, Shirley. And told oh, that's her... Shirley. Yeah, and told her, hey, I'm going to murder my husband again. <laughs> And Shirley was like, what? Like, you promised me you were never going to murder again. And Shirley was, or, and Betty was like, yeah, but he kind of deserves it. And Shirley said, no. Shirley said, I'm not going to help you this time. So, of course, Betty went to her son, Robbie. 
I hear Daniel crying. I hear, I hear him too. You hear him? I'm gonna open the door. Oh god. I feel he knows something <laughs> bad is coming. <laughs> okay. Speaking of, speaking of merger. Okay. Um, so then Betty went to her son, Robbie, and was like, hey, I'm going to murder Jimmy Don. And Robbie was like, oh my god, that's horrible, but of course I'll help you, mother. I love you. So wow. Robbie took his brother out of the house for a few hours so that it was empty. Um, while they were gone, Betty took her revolver, went into the bedroom where her husband was sleeping, and then shot him in the chest, and then yep. shot him in the head. Just to make sure he was really dead, you know? Mm-hmm. Because of zombies. Yes. Yeah, exactly. You can never be careful. They could come back. Right. And, and then egg on your face. Yes. Mm-hmm. You could have shot them twice. That's mm-hmm. why you always have double tap. Double tap. So, to get rid of the body, she wrapped him in a blue sleeping bag, the twin of which was currently in a hole in the backyard wrapped in her ex-husband, Dole Baker. Oh, so, blue resourceful. Right? She, she recycles. We love it. And she, she knew. She was like, you know what? I might. These are good for murdering. They're good. Mm-hmm. I might murder two husbands. I should buy the two-pack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cheaper that way. It's yep. cheaper. Um, so then... Once again, she decided to call Shirley because the body was heavy. She couldn't uh-huh. drag it out to the wishing well. And Shirley was like, no, mom, like, I just got married. You can't expect this of me. So Betty was like, okay, fine. I'll wait till Robbie comes home. So when Robbie came home, they dragged the body outside to the wishing well. And then later that morning, she filled it with some moss and flowers and made it all pretty. Then she decided, or she realized she needed to fake uh jimmy don's death because it would be weird if he just went missing mm-hmm. so she got his fishing license some pills his glasses they threw them all inside of his boat and then they just pushed the boat off into the lake that they were on so betty was desperate to get the money from jimmy's estate especially like his life insurance policy and for the house but jamie fought her like the entire way because he was like no way like this is my dad's stuff like you're up to something and then suddenly his house burned down oh no that's super unfortunate super Super. unfortunate and the fire department realized it was arson what yeah super weird it was really super weird you know they come to that conclusion jamie it was probably jamie he was very he was so jealous so, while all this is going on, houses burning and all that, Betty had already moved on and found a new man named Ray mm-hmm. Oh, uh, He was an incredibly terrible person. He had already served time for murder, and everyone, including her kids, was very scared of him. Uh, when the family like began talking about rumors that there were bodies in Betty's yard, Ray got some of his friends and went and paid them a little visit, and the rumors stopped. Around this time, a Henderson County Sheriff's Sheriff's Deputy named Rick Rose received a weird tip from someone who was recently incarcerated and was being uh, charged with drug possession. So apparently, before Betty got with Ray Bone, 
Betty had gotten absolutely drunk at a bar and had a one-night stand with this random person. And in her drunken stupor, told him everything about her murders, about burying people in her yard. And this man was like, oh shit, that's crazy. But didn't say anything until he got arrested and then used that for leverage to get a lesser sentence. Oh my god. Right before the search warrant. This is why you don't have one night stands. You can't trust me. This is why you don't tell random people that you murdered people. Oh, that too. So right before a search warrant was going to be served on Betty's trailer, it suddenly burned down. What? I know. Crazy. Betty's prize. But she loved that trailer. She did love that trailer. Mm-hmm. So even so, they decided to continue with the search warrant of the property, and they dug out the wishing well, and they found a blue sleeping bag containing Jimmy Don Beats. They decided to look underneath the patio as well, and they found the matching blue sleeping bag containing Doyle Barker. <gasps> Inside of her burned home, they recovered over 19 guns. She was yeah. apparently an avid gun collector. Okay. And of course, Betty fleed. She was on the run. Yeah. But a tip came in uh, of her whereabouts directly from Raybone. He decided to rat her out. <laughs> Good. <laughs> uh, she was quickly found and arrested. And, of course, she was put on trial, and her entire trial was like a circus. A lot of people came to her defense. They were like, oh, she's just a poor, helpless woman. She was abused. She acted in self-defense. And then her defense was like, actually, she didn't murder anyone. It was her son, Robbie. He did it. Oh, my God. What a fucking gun. But no one believed her. The jury convicted her, and she was uh, sentenced to death. And her execution date was set. Before she could be executed, though, the media picked up her story. And she went on a interview circuit. She was on Good Morning America. She was on, like, every local news station. And she became, like, the face of abused women everywhere. And she told this story about how she was abused her entire life. And when she went on TV... She was like, she looked super frail and sick, and she was like this old little woman. However, during all of this, her appeals uh, to be exonerated would run out. And finally, on February 24th, 2000, she was taken to Huntsville, Texas, and her sentence drawn out. She was finally killed, and she had no final words. Oh. Oh, no. I know. Poor Poor Betty. Poor Betty. And that was the story of Betty Lou Beats, who lived an entirely sad life. Totally innocent. Completely innocent. Completely Mm -hmm. innocent. Justice for Betty. Justice for Betty. Really? Hashtag justice for Betty. The The string of arson and murders. That followed her. It was was just such such bad luck. Tragic. Super tragic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is tragic. Mm-hmm. So tragic. I I have a story, and um, I mean it's kind of, it's kind of funny that Betty was also um sentenced to death because the woman I'm going to be speaking about um 
She was basically the first woman sentenced to death by electrocution in Ooh. the United States. Actually, I think the world. It says the United States, but also it says it could possibly be the world. <gasps> so, like, epic. All right, so I'm going to tell you the story of one Miss Lizzie Halliday. <gasps> Oh, I love that name. It's a good name. It's a really good name. Um, really good granted, um, it takes a while for her to get this name, but she eventually settles on it. I mean, once you find it, you get it, you know? Anyways, she was born Eliza Margaret McNally, and she was born kind of around 1859. They're not really sure. The records mm -hmm. aren't clear. Who knows um, back then? She was born in... County Antrim, Ireland, which is the northern part of Ireland. Oh, okay. So she, she might have been a Protestant. She probably was a Protestant. Anyways, she was born to a large family of nine and moved with her family from Ireland to New York City. Um, they put either she was three when they moved or eight when they moved. They can't really <laughs> tell because the um, records are so worn out. There's a five-year discrepancy, but that's yeah, okay. Yeah, because threes and eights look alike. Yes. Oh, that is true. <laughs> um, that's legitimately like what it says on the file. They're like, I'm not sure. From the time she was five years old, she was known around town because of her fits. Like, literally, she would start a fight with everyone, and she had a reputation. Mm-hmm. Like, if you see her walking down the street and you look at her funny, she's going to fight you. A fucking toddler trying to fight. Anyways, by the time she was like 14, like the teen years, her parents were like, we are tired, Lizzie. We, we can't handle you. You need to stop being like this. We have eight other kids to take care of. And so they kicked her out. And... <laughs> She wasn't really sure what to do, and um, I'm not even really sure what she did, because um, she quickly realized the way to survive by herself outside of her family was to be a married woman, but mm -hmm. she was either married at age 15 or 19. We have <laughs> no idea if one is true over the other, because the I've time is not accurate. So, like, you know... She could have been prostituting. I honestly think she might have been prostituting. I'm going to say 15. I'm gonna... I mean, if she was out at 14, it would have made sense. Okay. So, in, like, 1879... Wait, she would have been, like, 20. So, it could have been 19. Hmm. Whatever. She married a dude named Charles Hopkins. No relation to John or Anthony, by the way. Because Aww. his real name was Ketspool Brown, which is a terrible name. Oh. He was much older than she was, and it was a known fact that she was extremely abusive towards him. Like, Aww. legit out in public, she would be, like, beating his ass. Oh, no. And, like, it was basically... I don't like that. It was basically elder abuse because he was so much older than her. And, uh -huh. like, she did not care that everyone knew that she was awful to her husband. Um, they had one son, and um, at some point, Lizzie decided she wasn't a mom. 
per se, and decided to have that son institutionalized. Because apparently oh you could do that instead of, you know, leaving them at an orphanage. Okay. I don't know what she told them to get the kid in- institutionalized, but it happened. It did. And you didn't uh, yeah. just tell them much. I think your kid just needed to be acting like a kid back then. Yeah. But I mean, in a sense, she kind of gave, uh, or it was her way of giving him mercy, essentially, from the life that she would lead. He didn't need to be a part of it. So hopefully his life turned out better. Probably not because he was in an institution. Um, two years after uh, she married Charles, he died. And shortly afterwards, uh, she married another older man. Because that was the way to go, because they die quick. Mm-hmm. Yes. And this guy, this he has a really great name. His name was Artemis Brewer. Ooh. And he was a war veteran. And she beat his ass, too. <laughs> and she made sure everyone knew it. And he was dead less than a year into their marriage. Oh, oh my god. That's so unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who would have ever guessed? Um, not, not, uh, Artemis. No, not, Artemis. not, not poor Artemis. Poor okay, guy. so from that guy, she moved on to husband number three, whose name was Hiram Parkinson. And this, <laughs> uh, this dude, he, um, he was smart. Like, she tried it with him, but he quickly was like, no, you are not going to be abusing me. And so he left her within the first year of their marriage. He knew his worth. And he was not going to let Lizzie do all of that to him. And you know what? He lived. He lived. He walked away. He's a lucky one. Uh Uh-huh. And um, so I guess husband number four took pity on... Miss Lizzie. And he was actually somebody who knew husband number two, Artemis. And his name was George Smith. He served with Artemis in the army. And um, she did the same exact thing. Beat his ass. (sighs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Abused the shit out of him. And um, she tried to off him by putting arsenic in his tea. But he (sighs) lived because she didn't put enough of it in there. And so, um, yeah, to avoid arrest, she ran off to Vermont because that's what you would do back in those days. You just go a state over and, you know, hopefully the people forget. And people forget about you. Mm -hmm. And then she married husband number five, Charles Playstell, but then took off two weeks after um, they married. I think it was because somebody from New York had found out where she was and she was found out and then she was like bye bitch and took off like and you're so, not gonna catch me fucker and then she yeah. just left <laughs> she turned up eventually in Philadelphia in 1888 she was staying at a saloon owned by family friends from Ireland the McQuillan family I think that's how you pronounce it the McQuillans Yes, the Quaaludes. <laughs> and at this time, she was using the name Maggie Hopkins. Hopkins being her first married name. Mm-hmm. I don't know where she got Maggie from, but whatever. She's Irish. She could go with She's it. She's like, I'm Irish now. That's my name. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is where she kind of set up her own little business. She had a little storefront. 
But then she burnt it to the ground. Supposedly no. for insurance money. Not her um, store. So when the police found her and questioned her, she, of course, she like, oh, fuck, They're, they caught me. She starts acting erratic and starts going fucking crazy and talking to herself and mm -hmm. basically just trying to clod herself, just making herself seem insane. So they looked into her history and because of her past filled with angry fits and constant fighting with everyone and all the outbursts, they assumed she was crazy and had her institutionalized for two years. Yep. She is the fighting Irish for sure. <laughs> and um, she ended up at Eastern State Penitentiary, which, you know, it has a reputation and uh, she would constantly injure other inmates, make suicide attempts, attack doctors and nurses, all kinds of stuff. But like, they, uh, her doctors would be like, it's weird. Like one minute, she's fine. She's great. You know she understands like what you're saying to her. Because like mm. you say something stupid, she'll call you out on it. And then mm. the next, when you're like, wait, but you are acting fucking normal. She'd be like, Wah! <laughs> and go crazy and um <laughs> you know she she would do fucking weird ass shit and like to the point where she was like smearing feces everywhere at one point oh no yeah like it was that bad uh eventually they're like oh she seems to be calming down and they decided that she was better and they cleared her for release and um uh, you know she basically got away with arson. Uh, she just had to be institutionalized for two years. So uh, when she left the institution, she began going by the name of Lizzie Brown. She once again was Lizzie because she was a new woman, but also the same woman. I don't know where she got Brown from. And she became a housekeeper for a twice widowed 70 something year old man named Paul Halliday. And his sons. Nice. Um, yeah. Um, it, I mean, it sounds like her type for sure. And they eventually married because, um, of course, you're going to marry the housekeeper. Why not? She's mm -hmm. here. Makes it convenient. You don't have to pay her. That's actually one thing they thought was a reason why he got, he got married to her. It wasn't so much that he was interested in her, more so he didn't want to pay her anymore. Got it. <laughs> So, oh, a free housekeeper. <laughs> so, uh, throughout this marriage, she repeated her erratic behavior in violent fits and tried abusing him. It was normal. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, eventually, she started up an affair with the neighbor because she wasn't getting it from the 70-something-year-old man. Mm -hmm. And, you know, oh, you oh, need to get oh. it from somewhere. And uh, so, <laughs> the best way to settle this was she set the house and barn on fire and then that neighbor she was cheating with helped her steal some horses and they ran off together but it seems like he chickened out and then she was charged with arson and burglary oh yeah and um during this fire they found uh paul's handicapped son's body in the barn oh my god oh no and they did suspect her of you know purposely killing him this way because it was kind of known that she hated this kid. Uh-huh. I think because, you know, she hates everyone. And uh -huh. also, why would she be kind to somebody that's handicapped? 
Yes. If she's constantly having to take care of them. <laughs> um, but, um, again, she was acquitted on all counts um, by grounds of insanity. Of course. Uh-huh. She was insane, you know? She because pretty much help. as soon as they caught up to her, she was just like, ah, I'm crazy again. <laughs> she just starts throwing poop. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, again, oh, whose kitty was that? What? Somebody's kitty. Oh, what? was it was it Daniel? It could have been Danieling. <laughs> okay. Actually, I'm sorry, but I have to dip right now. Oh, it's okay. I'll I finish telling to it to Natalie and the I fam. Know. I'm gonna have to listen to it after because I really want to hear the end of the story. <laughs> okay. I have to watch Daniel though. All right, sounds good. Okay. I'm sorry to all of our uh-huh. fans. I'm you sorry. Did. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Bye everyone. Bye. 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 So, just between us girls. Just between us girls. Anyways, uh, so, yeah, she was institutionalized once again, but then they were like, oh, you're not that crazy. And she went back home to Mr. Holiday. Yeah, I'm totally fine now. Never mind, I killed your son, but um, whatever. And, you know, stole your horses, but, you know, he took her back. Uh Uh-huh, he's like, I didn't even like that son. Yeah. He he caused too many problems. Yeah. And uh, so then Mr. Halliday disappeared later that year. She came back. So tragic. No, mm-hmm. what happened? And then neighbors started to think something was up. And they were like, hey, I haven't seen your husband in forever. What's, what's going on? And she's like, oh, Paul's off doing business in a nearby town. But then everyone's like, isn't he, like, retired? Why would he be doing business in another town? It didn't check out. So they called BS on it. And so a search warrant was obtained, and, a, and the police searched the Halliday property to be like, hey, where the fuck is this motherfucker? Yeah. And um, so at first, uh, when, they, when they did this search, they found uh-huh. the bodies of two women... Buried under hay in the barn. She didn't even do a good job. No, she didn't even like bury them. She just put <laughs> hay on top of them. And these like, this is fine. women were identified as the McQuaylin sisters who were part of that family that helped her out in Philadelphia. Helped her get on her feet. And then um, she murdered them. She murdered them. I don't even know why she murdered them at this point. Because who knows? Honestly, I mean, who knows she, at this point why she's doing anything? Yeah, um, because you would think all of this is for like insurance money, and like she maybe only had an insurance policy out on one of these husbands, so she's legit just killing people. And then um, a few days later, they did fall. They did fall. They did find Paul's body underneath the floorboards of the home, completely mutilated. Because Don't he needed to fit the into the small space. In your home. I mean, she thought, you know, it was winter, nobody was going to look, but then they looked. Uh, they always look, and they always look in your house. Mm-hmm. And you know what Lizzie did? Blew, blew a police officer and ran away? Um, close. Oh, okay. No, no, she didn't. No, she didn't. Oh. She did what she did best. She acted as fucking crazy as she could. <laughs> she attacked the sheriff's wife. She set the bed in her cell on fire. 
She tried to hang herself with her bed sheets. She broke the window and then tried to slit her wrist with the glass. And eventually, she had to be chained to the floor of the jail cell to keep her from doing anything. Because she was just trying. Trying so hard to do as much as possible. And um, anyways, uh, because of how gruesome the state of her husband's body was found, uh, she began to receive national attention. Because, um, you know, how could a woman possibly do this? And... um, Someone interviewed her for a story while she was, you know, awaiting trial, and she basically confessed to, like, her entire history of killing her husbands and all of that. Mm-hmm. She was like, and, yeah, and what? Yeah, and she even confessed to things that the police didn't know about. <laughs> and, like, well, even it, even stuff, like, where she obviously had to have made it up, like, she said she had killed a, um... Like a husband in Belfast, but she had never gone back to Ireland after they left when she was a child. Oh, Falcon still send gifts. That's nice. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she was just making things up, I guess, maybe to make her story less credible after she confessed. <laughs> I don't know. And um, this this is a weird weird thing that happened um for some reason the sullivan county sheriff she was in sullivan county that's where she was jailed he told the press that lizzie was connected to the jack the ripper murders he even asked if she was guilty of this in court to this she retorted do they think i'm an elephant that was done by a man (laughs) and this is why like statements like this are like why people were like, she can't fucking be crazy. She knows what's going on. <laughs> she was too quick with some of her responses. And, um, yeah, that's just, like, a great quote. An um, amazing quote. Right? I love that quote. <laughs> right? Put her on a t-shirt. What am I? And, um, <laughs> she was only convicted for the murders of the McQuillan sisters, even though, like, her husband's body was found fucking mutilated. Uh-huh. But she was only convicted of that, and they she were like, was. Birds did it. Yeah. <laughs> she was sentenced to death by electrocution, and she was going to be the first one in the United States to be sent, uh, killed this way. Wonderful. However, this was commuted to life in a mental institution after she was declared insane. Rude. Yeah. And this that's not even where the story ends, my friend. Oh my, okay. In 1906, after, what, like, 10 years after she, um... Not 10 years. That sentence? Uh, some years after... 12 years. 12 years after she got sentenced. Close. Uh-huh. Well, institutionalized, she killed a nurse, Nellie oh Wicks, my God. by stabbing her 200 times with a pair of scissors. Oh my God. Ne- just get away at that point, Nellie. What are you doing? And, um, Lizzie Halliday died June 28th, 1918 of natural causes. <laughs> That's how the story ends. An amazing story. I like Anyways, that. I need I need to show you what this girl looks like. I, she might be like fucking amazing looking. I, I'm sorry, but that's crazy. 
Just oh, like yeah, she, she has she, a bird that says hair. Why do people keep marrying her? I don't know. I guess she's young. God. But yeah, that that was my story. Um, she was another person that was in my coloring book. Pretty much I went <laughs> through and I was like, who's a black widow in here? And she was the first one. I found. It was like all of them. They are and all then like, I was like, oh my god, this woman is insane. I love it. I mean, I don't condone what she did. Everything about her. (laughs) She's amazing. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so I I thought that was a good collection of stories for the topic. I mean, we we had a battered wife. We had, um, you know, someone who just wanted to keep reading her romance novels and, you know, keeping the dream alive and Mm -hmm. Lizzie. Oh, Lizzie. Oh! If Paul's here, I need to ask, what story did he make up last week? Oh, you need to message him then, because I don't know. It was Poltergeist, right? Yes. Anyways, so last week I talked about, um, we talked about Poltergeist collectively, and I specifically talked about the Poltergeist of Hogwarts, Mr. Peeves. Um, I didn't make that up, I did find it on the Harry Potter wiki page. And I, I was actually disappointed, I wanted him to have more of a backstory instead of him just being a collection of, uh, you know, adolescent energy. Uh-huh. Causing mischief. Oh, what was that? Sorry. <laughs> my uh my phone went off because I was looking for something. I'm sorry. It's all good. Oh um, sorry. I don't remember what my poltergeist story was. Did you make it up? Is that why? No, I think it was real. I think it we we did it. What? Give I said it's one. Oh my god. Give me one moment. I know I. You have notes somewhere. I have notes. While Natalie looks that up, I want you guys to, you know, I want to remind you guys that we have a Patreon if you want to help support this podcast. It's not necessary, but it's nice because, um, we do be having to pay for stuff to keep this going during COVID, which is sad, but you know, anything helps. Uh, we have an Instagram and a Twitter where we're the BB Michelada. On Facebook, you could find us under the Body Blood, the Michelada. And we now have a Discord server, which you can utilize as a chat space to discuss. Pretty much anything BB Michelada related, you you can find the link to that, the invitation, in our little info box. And yeah, you could join, talk about podcast things, you could just talk about general true crime, ghost stories, funny shit you came across. Please tell us about terrible food combinations you've heard of. Um, we have a food channel and a drinking channel. And yeah. That would be great. Um, 
so far in our Discord, we have four members. It is me, Natalie, and Paul, and Natalie's brother, Steven, because he's my work friend. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about you guys being work friends. Well, um, you made this happen, so. <laughs> I know. Um, did you find your story? No, I don't even remember what it was. Um, so here's the thing. One channel, like little channel that we have to talk about things in the Discord chat is which Mitch is Mitch. Is it Mitch? Mitch? Mitch. Which Mitch? Which Mitch is lying. And you could Uh go there to kind of discuss who you think is lying for that week. I have to go there, yeah. And Natalie is going to put her answer there because we can't currently find it and we probably have to listen to the I'm sorry, audio guys. again. It's been a rough two weeks, guys. Yeah, We've been a reading lot Twilight. happened in the last two weeks. No. We've been reading Twilight. They're on quarantine. I got a new job. Natalie's still reeling from that. No, I just Natalie, quit my job. Yeah, Natalie quit one of her jobs. I also quit one of my jobs because I got yeah. the new job. Um, you so, new you job. know, a lot of new things happening here on BB Michelada land. And yeah, so that was the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, did you enjoy it, Natalie? I did. I had a good time. I'm glad. I'm glad. I liked our stories this week. I did too. I thought we all did a good job. Um, honestly, like this wrote itself because it's ridiculous. Oh yeah, I, I like that we all picked crazy stories. Well, oh, I mean, you have your your like really straight laced Black Widows, but then you have your batshit ones that yeah. just take it too far. And you know, you always think it's going to be about insurance money, and like half the time it isn't. It has nothing to do with insurance. It's just like, oh, that's just crazy. They were bugging me. <laughs> and you know what? Much respect. Much respect. Yeah. Um, yeah, guys, uh, have a good one. We'll see you next week. And stay tuned for uh, the Twilight What the Fuck is This Book episode later on this week. Because that's fun. Oh my god, that one's good. Um, yeah. Bye, everyone. We miss you. Yeah, we do miss you. Yeah. Do we miss them? I mean, we don't see them in person. I mean, they never interact with us, so I don't know if I miss them. You're right. You're right. I'm going to tell Craig to leave now. Yeah. Bye, guys.